Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Bob. I just wanted to take a quick moment. And um, first off, thank our regular listeners for checking in with us. I hope everybody's okay. Obviously, we really got hammered by this storm, primarily south of the greater Sarasota area, starting in Venice and then all the way down to Naples. And so I just wanted to encourage everyone, is there just one thing that you can do to help in the relief efforts? Bottled water, some canned goods, some dry goods, some clothing, I'm going to give you some organizations that you can reach out to and find out specifically what it is that they need where you can help in this relief effort. The first organization is the Community Foundation of Sarasota County. They can be reached at 941-955-3000. They're also located over there on Fruitville Road at 2635 Fruitville Road in Sarasota, Florida. Call them and see specifically what it is that they need and how they are working to help all these folks that really got hammered by the hurricane. Next organization is Gulf Coast Community Foundation. Uh, Their headquarters are in Venice, 941-486-4600. If they're not open because they did did get a lot of flooding down there, let's try the Sarasota location again for Gulf Coast Community Foundation, 941-777-1270. Call them and see what they need. Obviously, the Salvation Army is always looking for uh, donations and help in situations such as this. They actually have three locations. Sarasota is 941-364-5557. They're over there on Tuttle Avenue. The Venice location, and again, Venice has some flooding down there. I don't know if they're open. 941-484-6227. Northport really got hammered again with flooding. I don't know if they're open, but I'll give you their phone number anyways. 941-240-5108. The Salvation Army is always very helpful in situations like this. Obviously, the American Red Cross. The Sarasota County Office can be found at 941-379-9300. And I know that everybody has a heck of a lot more on their mind right now than uh, simply listening to podcasts, but we are going to do our best to maintain our regular 
release of our episodes. We could not air last week. We didn't have any internet, so I, <laughs> I hope you'll forgive us for that. But uh, I think we're going to be back on task going forward, assuming that we don't have any interruptions in service. And today we have a great show lined up for you, and we just encourage you to continue to listen in. If we feel a need to update you on what's going on, we'll just continue to put these little blurbs in here before the episodes. If there's anything you would like for us to do, please reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and we'll do our best again to help in this relief effort. Again, thank you so very much for being a part of our listening audience and on to today's show. It really never ceases to amaze me at the hidden gems doing great work right here in the greater Sarasota area. As you'll hear, even a small manufacturing company in Osprey can have a major impact on the lives of its employees in our community by the way they conduct their business. Hello, I'm your host, Bob Williams of the Sarasota Stories podcast, where you will hear from some of the most interesting people living in this wonderful town we call home. I started this podcast because not only did I want to meet new people, but I also wanted to share their stories with you. I also believe to better know the community you live in, it's a must to hear each other's stories so that we can connect just a little bit deeper and appreciate how blessed we are to live here. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you'll hear from artists and authors, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, business owners, and philanthropists share who they are, how they got into their line of work, and what they're excited about right now. My guest today is Jenneth D'Alonzo, CEO of Diversified Materials Specialist, Inc., better known as DMSI. Originally from the Philippines, Jenneth is quickly making a name for herself and her company. Jenneth quickly won the International Person of the Year Award from the Tampa Bay Organization of Women in International Trade. And DMSI has recently been nominated or won several awards, including being a finalist for this year's Venice Chamber Business of the Year, a finalist in the 12th annual Grow FL Florida Companies to Watch. They've also won the Sarasota Manatee Human Resources Association Diversity Award. And also in this episode, you're gonna learn one thing most people don't know about Jenneth, why she came to the Sarasota area from the Philippines, what DMSI does and how they were able to thrive during the COVID pandemic, how Jenna's faith plays a major role in her life, how you can reach out and much, much more. Thank you so very much for stopping by today. It's my hope that you will listen, learn and connect. Jeanette D. Alonzo, CEO of Diversified Materials Specialist Incorporated. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Hello, um, Bob. Hello to everybody, your listeners of Sarasota Stories. Um, I'm honored to be here today with you to have a, a good conversation. Well, we are pleased to have you on this show because when I came across your story, and I frankly, I can't recall how I did that. I don't know if it was LinkedIn or SRQ Magazine or maybe the uh, EDC. I can't remember how we came, but I thought you have a fascinating story and we want to get into it. We want to, we want to learn about you. And then we also want to learn about diversified materials. But before we get into that, I always start off with my favorite question, which is what is one thing that most people don't know about Jeanette? All right. So most people know I'm a Filipina, but I guess for the listener, I'm a Filipino. I was born and raised in the Philippines. Um, I'm, everybody knows I'm a CEO of the MSI, but one thing that I guess a lot of people doesn't know, I'm a soccer mom. I love deep sea fishing. <laughs> oh, I'm an early fishing. Writer. Okay, good. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So those are my one of my passions, deep sea fishing. 
I love to work out 4.30 in the morning, do my uh, prayer first, and then do work out. That's like seven days a week. Oh, my goodness. 4.30 in the morning. That, that yes. uh, You know, you, you hear about some of these crazy technology CEOs in the gym at 4.30, and I guess you're one of them. Yes, I'm one of those. <laughs> well, I make it. I make it at six a.m., but I'm not going. I'm not getting up at four a.m. to be there at four thirty. My goodness! So, well, that's interesting. <laughs> what I'm curious about is, you know, tell us about your formative years uh, in the Philippines, and uh, yeah, just kind of give us a broad strokes background of that, and then how you ended up in the Sarasota area. So. Um... I was born and raised in a simple, very poor family in the Philippines. I, um, you know, I strive, my parents um, really strive hard, work hard to put me into college. I got a civil engineering degree and then I work right away. Um, I taught in a university and I taught in there for 12 years. And while I was um, teaching, I also took a master's degree in um, mathematics, major in um, math. So, and then um, not everybody knows about this. I just, you know, I'm looking for, I'm in, in my 30s, I'm looking for the love of my life. So I pursued the love of my life and I met him in the internet. Oh, is that right? Yes, is that, that I met right? Him in the love of my life in the internet. Uh, we met each other and he wanted me to come over here, give up everything. And that's how I uh, came over her because of the love of my life. <laughs> you know, I and I find that fascinating because uh, I am 62. And so my daughters all in their 20s are saying, you know, dad, this kind of stuff happens on the Internet. And yeah, of course, being old school, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, you meet, meet somebody in the school you went to or whatnot. And that's how you get married. But so that's interesting. So you met your husband. And how long ago is that? You guys been married how long now? So it's been almost more than 50 years. We actually just celebrated our 15 years wedding renewal. A congratulation. Congratulations. Thank well, you. you're, you've got a long time to catch up to me because I've been married 39 years. <laughs> I understand. I researched you. So you said you also married the love of your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was very blessed to find her very early in my life is a couple of high school kids. So she's been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, that's a fascinating background. How did so? So you met your husband over the internet. You got married. How did the two of you end up in the Sarasota areas? He, he from, your husband's name is? Jeff D'Alonso. Uh, so, so so Jeff is from the Sarasota area? No, actually, he is a Georgia Bulldog guy <laughs> from Georgia. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Jo Georgia Bulldog. Okay. College football there. I can yes, tell no. that. So. <laughs> so, so how did you become involved with uh, DMSI? So, well, first we originated, we started in Georgia. And then one of the um, company here in Sarasota invited us uh, to do a business venture with them. And then one of their uh, requirements is that we move here in Sarasota area. So we did by fate, but then it didn't happen. But God has a blessing in a different ways. It didn't happen, but then we started, we move on. I was teaching in Manatee Community College because I have an engineering degree, which is now called uh, uh, State College of Florida. At the same time, I was doing a tutorial. It was hard at the beginning because... My husband was working in our spare room in our home. <laughs> we cannot afford to buy an office. So I worked many times, many crazy hours in the days. And then while I was teaching, he said to me, I need help. I need an engineer. 
um, to help with the business to grow. So leap of faith, I believe in him. So I joined him in DMSI. Well, that's great. That's great. That's a, that's a fascinating story. Well, let's talk a little bit about DMSI. That's a diversified material specialist incorporated. Tell me about what you all do and kind of how you do it. So, yes. So DMSI, Diversified Material Specialist Inc. So we are actually a manufacturer. So we are an international manufacturing company. We're an ISO approved manufacturer company. We manufacture a special products. It's a um, fiber optic connectivity products. So we have um, two wholly owned manufacturing plants, one in the Philippines and one here in Venice, Florida. Combined together, we have 100 plus employees. Oh my, so that that's not a tiny organization. Now you're starting to becoming a sizable uh, company there or whatnot. Well, so so where would we see, you know, to our listeners, where might we see your products or how might they be used so we understand, you know, how fiber optics are used? So um, fiber optics actually started 1950s. It's been long there before. It started with using endoscopy, you know, with the doctor hospitals where they want to go into your body and look at it in a very non-invasive way. And then in the 1950s, a uh, telephone engineer discovered a way to use, the. it's a tiny fiber optics, it's a tiny strand, long strand of glass. So they are able to discover how to use the glass in uh, communication to make it um, high speed in a long distance. So that's how actually fiber optic works. And so you work with government contractors and communication networks, the military, other commercial companies? Yes, Bob. Actually, uh, about 90% of our customer is federal government, military, FBI, uh, central intelligence. So that's um, not everybody knows about that, but the big high-tech project always starts with the military because they want to be always the first and the foremost in the uh, technology. Well, I have worked with the government before. My family came from a manufacturing background of five generations in the hardware industry. And uh, sometimes they can be a tough group to work with, with the inspectors that come in and, and check everything out. So and I, I, grew, I, I could go on for a couple of hours here because I was an inspector out on the floor of our plant uh, myself. I was, I should say I was in quality control and working with the inspector from, I think it was GSI, I think was the name of the division that does all the buying for the government. And, Actually, uh, they dealt with those uh, company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they have all these uh, crazy standards that they had. I mean, we were just manufacturing tape measures, right? I mean, just for like the hardware. Industry. But of course, the government needs those types of things. And the standards that they wrote, we just thought were so crazy. But, you know, it was a big contract. So we did what they asked us to do. So, but uh, so, so I don't know if it's, it's a good contract to work with them or not. Well, uh, they, they always said there's always a light in the tunnel, right? So it's a good contract. We just have a very uh, rigid um, specification and requirements, but we work with it, we engineer with it, and we go through it, and that's how we actually grow. So there's a lot of very large um, fiber optics companies out there, manufacturers and whatnot. How are you able to compete with them? Do, do you have a specific niche sector that you are able to compete in or yes uh it's actually one of our um one of our edge in the industry being a small company so when you're a small company you're able to cater to a small customization so the reason that we're able to grow in spite of everything in spite of battling we're 
My husband always called it, we are just a fly in a buffalo or an elephant. So that's how we compete with, um, we are very good at customization. We cater our customers and all the needs that they want. We can, we can special label. So all the uh, special stuff that um, a big uh, company would not cater, DMSI would cater to all of those specifications. And that's no. how we compete and that's how is our ages. I find that fascinating because, again, uh, the tape manufacturing company that I was with, that's exactly how we competed. We did private labeling. And so our customers would be like lumber companies, independent lumber companies. And we could not compete against uh, Stanley and Black & Decker and, you know, the billion-dollar corporations because that division of our company, I think, was uh, only a few million dollars. But that's exactly what we did. We private labeled and we were able to carve out a niche for ourselves. So I find that fascinating that that kind of trans transfers across different industries. Yes. So uh, when you deal with, with, with this type of project, with uh, customers competing with big boys, you need to really offer and be flexible on what they cannot offer. Plus, you know, bombarding with customer service, great quality, and then um, lead times that the big boys cannot you know, cannot give. So that's where really is how we grow in our, our edge. Talk a little bit about the relationship between your plant here and the ones over in the Philippines. Does part of the manufacturing take place in the Philippines and then it's sent over here to be finished? What's What does that look like? So um, the, our Philippine manufacturing plant cater both ways. So um, assembled products, fully assembled, ready to ship. Uh, also, a uh, half assemble that we actually load in a cassette rack mounts. So, because we don't only make cables, we actually also make um, boxes. We do a they call them stock rack and stock solution. So it's a it's a two ways. So, so have you had any supply problems right now? I, I should say any interruptions. I mean, everything's been, it seems like the. Um like the computer chip industry and, you know, automobile industry, and there's just been so many supply interruptions. Has any of that interrupted your business? Uh, yes, Bob. I mean, I think if you are not interrupted with that uh, supply chain issue, I, I don't know, but we, we do, but we work through it. We plan through it. You know, we just make, you know, as we go. And as I always say, we take challenges as a gift, as an opportunity. And that's how we really, you know, uh, compete with others. We're saying, hey, you know, I have a problem. I'm going to give you an eight-week lead time. There's the MSI small company. We work hard. We cater to those things. That they, I will give you two, three weeks lead time. So we, we just plan through it. We strategize. You know, I remember once when we put in a new, uh, a new inventory system in our plant, we, everything went wrong. And for, for several weeks, we shipped nothing. And so that's really one of the traits, I think, of any successful business. You do have to come overcome big problems, some that you make yourself and some that happen to you from the outside. But you have to just kind of put your head and keep going forward. And you've obviously done a very, very good job at doing that because DMSI was recently nominated in the 12th annual Grow FL Florida Companies to Watch. I think that's interesting because those are for smaller companies. What is it from six employees up to 150 and from I and I forget up to 100 million dollars, I think, in revenue. So tell us about that award and how you all ended up being a finalist for that. So, well, um, 
we are actually, we were nominated and we didn't know this at the beginning. So um, Alison of EDC nominated us and then she said, you need to, I'm going to nominate you. You have a great program. You have, you have grown so much. So we usually, we actually grow 15 to 20% a year. And on the top of the pandemic, the 2020, we actually have the biggest growth on that year. And it was amazing to them. So and that's how we end up uh, being a finalist in the uh, Grow Florida Award. Oh, that's great. That's great. What, so how did you end up growing during that period of time when so many companies were either going out of business or certainly had to cut way back? Well, it's a secret. Uh, it's a secret one, but let me show it, say it to you. It's fate. So okay. all for me is fate. So we are actually considered as an essential business. Manufacturing at that time is considered an essential business. We didn't close. We didn't um, fire anybody. We didn't let go of anybody. We we plan. We strategize. We kind of you know uh, try everything that we can to kind of get through the pandemic phase uh, without letting go of any of our people because our people to us is our family to us. So that's how we survive and that's how we grow in the uh, challenging year every year in our company. That's a great story. I, I'm always fascinated by difficult times that companies can overcome. John Giglio used to own Freedom Boat Club and Freedom Boat Club recently sold. But this is this was, oh, I don't know, six or seven years ago. I had a conversation with him and that was back in 2000. Back in the 2008, 10, 11 time frame when the housing market collapsed. And of course, all the businesses around that, particularly in the, in the Florida and the Sarasota area, were really suffering. And I said, well, how did your business do? He said, it was the best thing that ever happened to us because people sold their boats and then they wanted to come and rent boats from us, join our club. And that's how that's one of the things that we, over, we overcame it. So there is always a silver lining. And as they say, there's kind of always a bull market everywhere. But uh, it also seems like you all are doing a lot of great work that are being that you're able to overcome a lot of these difficulties. So, yeah. so it looks like it's very well deserved at the Grow Florida Award that you have coming up here. You also you also uh, recently won another award, which was the uh, Sarasota Manatee Human Resource Association Diversity Award. Tell us about that, and what is it about your company that you know, allows you to, to win such things? <laughs> so uh, first and foremost, we have an awesome um, HR department. So our HR department, um, you know, put us in there. But we have an amazing program in our um, company. So it's um, our program is we call them a part of our DMSI Cares. So we consider our employee as a family. So we actually have 3% turnaround rate we are which is amazing in a, in a certain company especially in small companies we do a lot of programs to our employees like we do 10 buildings so we would do Caribbean cruises we would do beach getaway we would do Orlando trips to our um to the family of our employees including their kids and the entire family we do fishing trips for both girls and boys so we do we do missions we do 5k runs <laughs> So we do um, a quarterly bonus. So we do all these amazing things because we, Demis, I believe that uh, that what we what we earn is we also give to our employees. So those are all the great programs that we give. We are we consider them and we treat them as our family. That that sounds wonderful. Can I come and be your podcaster? <laughs> yes. I want to go on the deep sea fishing trips. I really enjoy that as well. 
Well, that sounds wonderful. We, well, to have such a low turn, employee turnover rate is extraordinary, particularly in today's environment, because companies are really, really struggling not only to attract the type of talent they need for their companies, but to keep them. And so you all are really special in that space. So I, it's it's an award well-deserved, I, I must say. You know, uh, Janeth, when I was doing my research, I came across a quote by you that I would like to read because to me, it's indicative of somebody who's a true leader, regardless of the size of the company. And um, so I want to read this here for our listeners. And then I, I just like to talk about this, some of the things that, you know, some takeaways that we can, we can get from this. You wrote, I'm a woman of faith and always big with faith. I consider each day a gift, an opportunity and a privilege. DMSI is a unique company in every aspect of the word unique. We are visionaries, a company built by people who are dedicated and determined to not let the things we do not have be determined by the possibilities of what we could have. At DMSI, we don't just manufacture cables, we create solutions. That's a wonderful quote. Tell me how <laughs> tell me tell me how your faith plays a role. And A, getting you into the gym at 4.30 in the morning. And then how, how, does it, how does it play a role in your ability to lead a company as large as DMSI is? Yes. So I am I am a woman of faith. I'm always a believer of faith. And um, everything that I do that me and my husband do is faith. So looking back to where I came from, you know, growing up in a simple, we struggle every day. And then I, I, get, I was given a chance given a chance not only to have this amazing company, but for first and foremost is to be given a chance to marry the love of my life with also a strong faith person. For me, that's very important that you are with somebody that have a strong faith, that believes in you, that sees only the potentials and you pray together and you, you know, you, you strive, you, you resolve your problem together. So, and we incorporate that faith to our company. So, when we have problems, we we tackle it together. We are very bold in our faith. I mean, we hire anybody, but we always express our faith, you know. So we are in every struggle that we have, me and my husband, we always pray with it. We always, always, okay, we pray with it. And then we just don't wait. We jump, but we always pray First and foremost, that's a lovely that's a lovely t- testimony right there. And I will say, given the toxicity that we see on our TV every night, you know, in the news media and in politics and world events and whatnot, I think that uh, we all need a lot more faith in being able to get through these difficult times. But I think particularly somebody who's leading a manufacturing firm of over 100 people, that's a, that's just a wonderful, uh, wonderful attribute and wonderful thing that you and your husband have. I also want to kind of come back to the quote that uh, I read a little bit earlier. It says, we don't just manufacture cables that we create the solution. Would you think it's true that a lot of companies miss, they miss that? In other words, they think that they produce some widget or they produce some type of a service and they don't really, they really don't focus on the solution that they are actually providing. How is it that you guys at DMSI focus on the solutions and and, and, and use that for your employees whenever they are making the, the product. So, yes. So, we just don't make the products. We make the solutions. So, if you have gone into our website, we call them owning the core. So, we are not a factory that uses a third party. So, 
okay, our customer would give us X, Y, and then we would give them X, Y, and Z. So if the customer would say, I want this cable, I want it to be this certain spec, okay, we build per spec, but we also give them another solution versus, sir, this is another way of doing it, probably easier, take a look at it. So we give them another variety of it because sometimes the customers, they don't know till they really see it, that they really, oh, I didn't know that you are providing that. Oh, I didn't know there's another way for it to make it easier. So we do up and beyond of what they require from us. We are not a mass manufacturer. So everything that we do is a custom made from the color of the cable, from the breakout of the cable, from the engineering, every details of it. That's how we compete. So that's how we really have the edge. So, so we call that solution as owning the core. So most of our products, 90% of them is made by DMSI. So we don't outsource them. We don't, you know, give it third party. We make it in our own facility. So we call them owning the core. To me, that sounds like, of course, it's it's the old statement, you know, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, give, teach him how to fish and they can feed themselves for a life. But it seems to me like you give the fish on the bun with the tartar sauce and, (laughs) and, and, and everything so that, uh, and so that you, so that he doesn't go looking for someplace else, you know, to have the rest of uh, what he wants fulfilled. So exactly, you just said that that way you don't go anywhere to look at somewhere else. It's like a one stop shop. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty. That was fascinating. Well, you have a lovely business, and um, but one of the things I like to ask leaders of companies, CEOs, and presidents is, you know, as a visionary leader, really of DMSI, you know, where are you taking your company? Give us an insight on where you're going to be in the next three to five years. Oh, that's very exciting. So um, we are growing. So we are actually, we are not finished this year yet, but we're almost um, going to surpass the number that we have last year. So we're actually growing in terms of we're looking for building and land. So right now, I think we have about 10,000 square foot. We want to be at least 18 to 20,000 square foot. That would make our manufacturing into at least three manufacturing. So I would like to build a state-of-the-art three production manufacturing line. We are actually also wanting to do go into machinery molding so that way we don't only provide fiber optics, we also uh, provide the, the boxes to it. So we are now in the process of that. We're looking to it. So I would like to see that through before the end of three to five years. That's our next growth. Well, that's a wonderful vision to have. And with what you've built to date, it sounds like you're definitely going to be successful. And hopefully we won't have any more COVID or anything like that to disrupt <laughs> stuff. But but you, it sounds like you have a grand future ahead of you. Jenneth D'Alonzo, CEO of Diversified Materials Specialist, thank you for being on the Sarasota Stories podcast. And if uh, to my listeners, if uh, you want to learn more about DMSI, you go to DMSI mfg.com it's like dmsi manufacturing their phone number is 941-244-0935 they're also in the osprey area janeth it's been a pleasure having you on the sarasota stories podcast thank you bob and thank you for the listeners of sarasota stories god bless you 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 bet you thank you everyone for tuning in Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. 
If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.